During a crisis, you know, cocktail hour can be almost any hour. make me burp. Welcome to the Boozy Sitters Club. <laughs> Too much? I think it was good. It's just I think it's the first time you've ever done that. <laughs> I'm, I'm workshopping some things. It's good. I like it. So I'm Stephanie. I'm Nell. And uh, yeah, we're the Boozy Sitters Club where we drink and reread the babysitters club books and talk about them mm-hmm. if you like what you hear rate us review subscribe tell your friends and uh maybe you can be the uh intro sponsor the intro sponsor it's still being brought to you by friend of the pod roxanne i don't know if it should be because she said she was going to um send us a proof of rating and reviewing and subscribing so oh. that she could keep her, her pole position, and <laughs> I have not gotten that yet. I'm also not going to lie. I haven't actually gone and looked. So someone else, if you actually did that and we haven't said anything about it, let it, let us know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we would have seen it. I, I don't I don't know. I think you actually have to like actively go. Whatever. It's fine. It's cool. Well, we we've may- asked people to send us proof. That We're we not did. relying on, like, that if you true. rate us, I'm not going to go look well, and see. In that case, maybe it should be brought to you by Chad because we made his top five podcasts. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, Roxanne. So this intro is brought to you by Chad. Chad. <laughs> it's going to be a woo. We haven't even started drinking yet. We haven't even started drinking yet. Man, so what did we read? <laughs> Claudia and the New Girl. Oh, man, this was something. I had some thoughts. I feel so, like we both had some thoughts. I feel like we both I had some thoughts. questions for you. Okay. So, yes, as we speculated, there was a new girl. Claudia became friends with her. Her name is Ashley? Ashley Wyeth. Wyatt. Yes, Wyeth. Wyatt? Wyeth. Wyeth. Like Andrew Wyeth, Wyeth. the painter, painter. which comes up. <laughs> which does come up. Um, and Ashley is from Chicago. She is a very serious art student. And she takes Claudia under her wing, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, she... I Claudia kind of... They befriend each other in an unintentional way. Like one of those, I don't think either one of the, Claudia did actually, I'm lying. They meet and Claudia is very intrigued and wants to hang out with her more. So she does do a little light stalking. Um, yes, she does. And and Ashley kind of can't be bothered. But then once she sees Claudia's art, she decides that Claudia is good enough of an artist for her to be friends with. Yeah. And so they kind of start this weird met. She actually calls herself Claudia's mentor at Which one was point. Really bizarre. Yeah. 
Also, it's if you like, hear if you hear faint crying in the background, it's I do, I do. Is she feeling pathetic with her bootes? Uh, Piper put herself in my bedroom, is sitting in the dark and crying, and just for fun. I mean, I guess I'm telling you, goth talk. She <laughs> got and I'm asking how it is. Yes, if anyone has not seen the ye oldie Saturday Night Live skit, goth talk. Please go watch it now. And yeah, it's great. It's amazing. It becomes weirdly way too, way too spot on for yes. me. Yes. <laughs> anyway, sidebar. Anyway, sidebar. So yeah, so she they become she becomes very serious about it. She wants Claudia to pretty much abandon babysitting. She doesn't understand why she would hang out with kids she doesn't understand she doesn't, she's she like what is this why she doesn't also understand why she would like do anything but art yes it's a whole thing should we should we throw it to lewis and his secret cupboard let's let's open that secret cupboard and see what Let lewis has out. to say come on out lewis <laughs> Claudia has always been the most outrageous kid in her class. Until Ashley's wife comes along. Ashley's really different. She wears heavy clothes, has six holes in her ears, and the most fantastic artist that Claudia has ever met. Ashley says Claudia has artistic talent too. She thinks Claudia should spend more time on her calling and forget about the babysitters club. It's just a waste of time. The babysitters are sick of Ashley's wife and they think Claudia is a traitor. Claudia's got to decide. Either the babysitter's club or the new girl. One of them's got to go. So we're back. We're back. Uh, what you drinking? What am I drinking? What am I drinking? Are you I drinking went, anything? I am drinking. Um, I went literary plus what I had. So... Wine in a book? I found this on Barman's Journal, a celebration of the drink. Sounds like hipsters run that. It does, but it's a post from 2015, so who knows if they're still blogging because I haven't gone past this page. If you but are... in 2015, they were definitely wearing, like, suspenders and or a vest and, like, a newsboy cap. In, in 2015, they were dressing like it was 1895. Yes. Um, so it's called a Fitzgerald, mm. and it's two ounces of gin. I rounded up the next parts because three-fourths of an ounce I find insufferable. Sure. So two ounces of gin, an ounce of lemon juice, fresh lemon juice, an ounce of simple syrup, and a few dashes of bitters. Oh, that good. sounds lovely. And you put it in a coupe glass, which is my favorite of the drinking glasses. I need to get a coupe glass, and um, I have not been able to find one that I like that's not like, you know, $50 a glass. I literally found this one, and it was just the one in a Goodwill. Well, I should probably. I also haven't been, like, trolling stores because, you know, pandemic, sure. but. I mean, go to the Goodwill where the rich people live. Yes. Because, I mean, if if you're going to get a cast-off coupe glass, coupe, whatever it is, 
Um, well, it's spelled, I would say coop, but there is an E at the end. Yeah, I just don't know if it's got a what? accent. Someone anyway, tell us. Um, yeah, because if, if you're going to get cast off glassware, you got to go to the rich people area. Yeah. So that's not, it's, it's fresh. It's nice. Nice. It's, you know, it's not that dissimilar than the many gin drinks you and I have partaken in, but I finally killed this bottle of gin, so maybe I'll move on to a different spirit. There you go. But I did, if we drink another one, I gotta open up another bottle of gin, and then I'm just in the same problem. <laughs> just a big cycle. What are you drinking? Well, again, with the themes, unintentional themes, I am also drinking gin. Hmm. Um... Let, we'll see how this pod goes because mm, it's warmed up now, but it's fine. Um, mm, yeah, it's dangerously good. Um, I am drinking a Vesper, oh, which that? is uh, made up in one of the James Bond movies. One of the, um, uh, what's his name? Blonde Bond. Daniel uh, Craig? Yes. Um I kept in my head wanting to say Craig David, and I'm like, nope, no, that is the musician and not different, blonde. Different man. Um, so in one of his movies, there's a um, the the love interest is named Vesper. I think it's Ava mm-hmm. Green who's the actress for whatever. Anyway, he orders. She was in a Bond movie. Yes, she's. It's a great. It's whichever in my movie head. That she's. Is just always a penny dreadful type character she kind of is in it I've but kind of, okay it's good um <laughs> so anyway it's basically like a recent james bond drink it is um the drink that a while ago um when we i forget what drink it was that we bought all the stuff for that we made the same drink Anyway, there was I bought an ingredient, the Cochi Americano, and oh, it was the Corpse Reviver number two. Yes, and um, as I was investigating, Cochi Americano is used also in either it or the Lilit Blanc is used in a Vesper, and so I was like, okay, well, I'll use it to make this because I might as well use the ingredient that I bought. Um, so it is gin. Um, the recipe that I found had a like note that was like, please note the, um, the sizes, the amounts, that's the word, um, make like basically a double drink. And so you may want to cut this in half. So I cut it in half. It's basically an ounce and a half of gin, half an ounce of vodka and Mm. like a quarter ounce i guess I, this is where the like splitting came in yeah of the cochi americano with a lemon peel twist Ooh, so this could get like, interesting a, a time wow i feel yeah. like i need to up my gin intake i mean we'll see how this goes there's not tons in there and also i am also running out of gin and it's the it's still the Portobello Road gin, so I'm a little sad that that's going away. That's the one that if I make another one of these, I got to open up. Not the one mm. that I made myself. Anyway, should we talk about the book? 
I think we're supposed to take a wee break. Hmm. Let's do that. And then we'll talk about the book. Come on back. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoy this new radio voice you're using. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. fun. Hello, boozy friends. The T-Man is back. No, not the trip man. Haha. It is T-Reva 2000 with a reminder for all you crazy kids out there to be safe this holiday season and please wear a mask. If you want to make old Saint Nick and Hanukkah Harry proud you will cover your face holes and keep your cooties to yourself. Merry happy everyone and let's hope 2021 sucks a little less. So we're back. We're back. And we're not supposed to talk about the book yet. Oh no, we're supposed to ask each other, how you doing? I mean, I'm good. I'm fine. This week was, um, weather-wise, was fantastic because it got cold here in Florida. It did. To the point where it was one degree colder than, like, Juneau, Alaska, or yeah, you know, it was somewhere strange, in Alaska. Which um, says a lot about global warming. It really does. <laughs> um, so, like, that really helped my mood. I put on, like, thick, cozy socks. I don't know. It was like made made my brain like feel different and everything was like crisp and cool and felt felt fun. So that was, you know, I felt good this week and I'm then it kind of like calmed down, you know, had to do work and stuff. But um, yeah, I'm glad the week's over. feel like I'm doing all right. Good. I'm doing. I'm, I'm okay. It's weird. I like... Honestly, if I'm going to be honest, everything that has happened in the past year just like hit me like a ton of bricks this week. Aww. And I don't know why. Do I just I I I'm good. Thank you for the okay. virtual hug. I I really not to like bring the party down, but I'm also, you know, that's I guess this is the point of this like yeah. It just like it just hit me. 2020 is awful. Thank God it's almost over. My life before will never be able to be achieved again. It's gone for everybody. Yep. And there's a lot of people dead. And it just really bothered me. I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) So I will say reading this book, even though I have a lot of thoughts, was very helpful because... It was like, let's take a journey to Stony Brook, where things were like normal. Stony Brookalicious. Yeah. Although then I thought, when I really thought about it, I was like, I think this is taking place in the first George W. Bush years, and I don't know if that was like so great either, but that's fine. Better than 2020 now. I mean, I think it was okay for people living in Stony Brook. True. True. Well... (laughs) <laughs> I am sorry that you had to deal with a wave-crushing ton of emotions this week. It happens. Um, I hope that, you know, this will be a little distraction. I think it will. And I think it will. I'll just keep doing my radio voice for you. I enjoy your radio voice. I can use my radio voice as well. What if we did the entire podcast like this? People would stop listening. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> so this book. This let's talk book. about this book. How would you rate this book? Uh, like a 
four, I think. I enjoyed it. Wait, what's our top? A five? A five. I always yeah. forget. We should And we totally in. abandoned the whole, like, I know. Stacey's hats or Claudia's hat. I don't know. I would give it about the same. It was yeah. it was good. I enjoyed it. Like a three I, point, if we're using the star search rating, I'm going to go with a 3.75. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've only ever seen clips of star search. Please find like a full episode on YouTube. You know they're out there. Watch it. Um, the spokesmodel section. Man, I lived for that as a child. <laughs> it was so fantastic. Anyway, um, cool. yeah, so like a 3.75 to 4. Um, it was good. I I felt like the pacing was good. Like all of the things that annoy me weren't in it. Yeah. From like a, a content standpoint or like a structural standpoint. I thought it was good. I like, I mean, I liked it. I, I think... Not to jump ahead, but I feel like it perfectly encapsulated what happens when a new person is introduced to change the dynamic of a group. Yes. Particularly when that person has a very strong opinion about what should be happening. Yes. And it's not like... She's in with Ashley Wyeth was like in your face about what her strong opinions were. I think she was. She was. She was. She. Okay. She wasn't doing it in like a Christy way. Where she, she wasn't was, intentional about it. But I mean, she was passive aggressive as hell. Whew. Yes. And in my head, she talked like this. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. She, can we talk about her clothing? We can talk about everything. <laughs> But yes, let's start with the clothing because we did touch on the clothing in the when we wildly speculated last, not last episode, but last full episode. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the cover art for once was spot on. It was. Um, I, we got a delightful description of what a hippie is. I mean, it was great. She basically wears long dresses with ruffles and... They never specifically say that's the one thing on the cover. They were very clearly Timberlands. Mm-hmm. I don't know that she was wearing Timberlands in the book because I think it was a yeah. little early for Timberlands, but she was wearing hiking boots, basically. Yes. It's like very that kind of like in my head, she was almost like a Holly Hobby doll yeah. mixed with hippie. Like that like 70s. And they they taught like Claudia specifically talks about like she dresses like what I've been told a hippie dress is like. Yeah. And then she goes on this like weird little thing about Woodstock. About in its ancient days. Which is hysterical which is because funny at that because point it was twenty years ago, not even Yeah. And now <laughs> it's, I feel like now it's so much farther away, but it's still like a cultural touch point. But I guess if you're a kid. I always knew what Woodstock was because my mom went and I heard the stories. I mean, I don't know what children know today. So Ashley comes in. The one thing that I noted um, in my notes that I feel like happens all the time in books and never in real life is that the new kid always gets introduced in the middle of class, in the middle of the day. That never happens. Never happens. Like, why are you showing up in the middle of the day? Right. The only thing I could see is like, oh, you're 
parents have to like go through like paperwork or whatever. But then it would be like it's put not them in like class. Public, and, yeah, it's not yeah. like public school. There's like some sort of school orientation you have to go through. Right. So that was the one thing where I was like, this happens in every book about a new kid and it's not right. Like that, that's just yeah. not what happens. That was dumb. But Ashley gets the typical like the middle of the class, the door opens, the principal's assistant is there. They have a whisper conversation with the teacher. And then, <laughs> hey, children, this is Ashley. She's new. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and Claudia's interested. Claudia's interested because she has six piercings in her ear and each earring is different. Yes, three in each. Which shows you're artistic. Specific. Look, in Stony Brook, I don't think it takes much. I would agree. I would agree. Because Claudia is seen as like the height of irreverent artistic expression. Yeah, and she wears, like, she just does some pattern mixing. That is true, and sweeps her hair all to one side, which I do on the reg. Yeah, Claudia is intrigued. Like, she says some stuff, and Claudia's like, ooh, this girl looks interesting, and they walk together. And she's smart, because she's read all these books, and And I'm Claudia, and I only like Nancy Drew. Yeah, Um. Oh, that was the other thing that um, I really liked the, as an adult, I'm like, I see what you're doing here, Anna Martin. She does this whole thing. She talks about the English classes um, syllabus, basically. Yeah. And she's like, we're, you know, in my English class, we're doing, the teacher said, we're doing this thing on the Newbery Award books. And they mention um, from the mixed up files of Mrs. Basil E. Frankenweiler which I liked as a child. The Westing game, which I loved as a child. And I actually want to go back and reread it now because mm-hmm. I loved that book so much that I... Have you read it? I haven't. <gasps> we That might have to be a boozy book. A book like, club? Book club. Well, the other thing like on that vein, because Claudia part of... This is really nothing to do with Ashley, but... Part of the journey of this book is Claudia also trying to buckle down in her schoolwork and give some of these books a chance. And the book that one of the other books that really caught her attention was A Wrinkle in Time, Mm -hmm. which I loved A Wrinkle in Time and I think is why I like the sci-fi. And interestingly, I could never get into A Wrinkle in Time. Like, mm. I remember starting it a bunch of times and trying it. And I I like sci-fi. I read, I got, I was in a whole Ray Bradbury phrase at one point. I, like, I was pretty insufferable at that point. <laughs> like, it was a lot. Um, but I just never got into it. And I, I wanted to, just never did. It happens. But yeah, the Westing game is, uh, so, like, I've... I would put that on one of my favorite books, period, like, of all time. I think that's a good, like, thing for a boozy book club where we, like, reread some of the books we liked as kids. Yeah. Trying to think about other books I liked. I gotta be books. We could read some of the Trixie Belden series. That would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Um... 
I oh one of the other books that she mentions is Sarah Plain and Tall and she said she Claudia says that she read it because it was only 58 pages and which made me laugh because I did not read that as a kid but I remember actively not avoiding it. it like avoiding it and I wonder if it's because it wasn't it was only 58 yeah. pages <laughs> yes I mean, I sympathize because I feel like I would have picked it up because it was 58 pages, not because like I didn't like reading, but because I was a slow reader and I was yeah. like, I, but I don't actually, I don't think I read that. Okay. So I wrote down a quote that Ashley says, I don't remember exactly when she says it, but I wrote down a quote and I would like to read that quote to you. And okay. then I have a follow-up question. Go for it. So Ashley at one point says, I am an artist. My craft is calling. I feel like I know where your question is going. <laughs> would you would you like to guess what my question is? Her art is her pain. Yes, my exact question is which art school which art school college did Ashley go to? Not Savannah College of Art and Design. I don't want to disparage any of the others or name names because that's recently almost gotten me in trouble. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but she did not go to SCAD. <laughs> she I... went to one of those northern ones. Let's put it that way. Or maybe one of the ones on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. She did not do Southern Art School. No, I feel like West Coast is where Ashley Wyeth ended up. I don't know. There's a very small state she could have ended uh, up in Yes, well. no, I fully, but I, yes. Or the mountains. yes. I'm, I just feel like from her whole persona. I could see her in an Asheville situation. Yeah. Well, yes. Yes. Okay. Southern East Coast or West Coast. Either way, she ended up at an art school. Not in Georgia. Not in Georgia. (laughs) But I, like, she said that. And I was like, I had a few thoughts. I had many thoughts. My first thought was. I rolled hard. My first thought was, I have just seen her entire academic career. Like, she's probably pursuing a PhD somewhere. She's teaching, whatever. And then my second thought was, Anne M. Martin has had some experience with art school students. (laughs) And it would not surprise me if Ashley Wyeth is loosely based on somebody that Anne M. Martin knows. Yes. Yes. It was hilarious. Yeah. It it was fun. It was funny to me. And I'm not disparaging any other art school. Like No, I think it's just as you uh, have made the point before, <laughs> art is schools, different, different art schools throughout the US focus differently like focus their studies yeah. their students in different directions i'm also realized i nope not wearing this sweatshirt i almost put it on i also don't know that we have said specifically that you are a scad graduate i don't think we actually have said that so yes i have graduated from art school so <laughs> this this book did have a i caught it was colored in a particular way because of my own experience and which I realized colors how I interact with certain people 
in the art world based on my experiences at SCAD. <laughs> yes. And I think like the character was so specific in so many ways yeah. that like as a kid, I don't think you would pick up on as an adult. Duh. Yeah. I think you're like, oh, this you you know you've you've known some art students. So yeah. Ashley studied at Keys. Mm-hmm. Which is a very prestigious art program. She consistently and she says it a lot. She says it a lot. And she consistently throughout the book is telling Claudia that she should not focus on anything but art. Should she asks if their after school art teacher is qualified to teach them. Is yes, is qualified to teach them. She will not talk to other students in the class that she doesn't think are as good as her. Mm-hmm. She takes Claudia on field trips in the field. Which is walking which is, around downtown. And they like look at, they they find the the spirit in the fire hydrant and the power in the so, traffic light and the crumpled and I'm just like motherfucker. So a piece of the plot <laughs> is that there is an art show. So they're both taking this after school art show, um, which is a general art class, but right now they're focusing on sculpture. And there is an art show in which they can enter their sculptures, mm-hmm. and the teacher is very encouraging and like, yeah, you should do this, whatever. And Claudia says like. At this point, she, until Ashley arrived, she was the best student in the class. And the, and so the teacher, she's been working on a, a study of a hand and the teacher's very encouraging about, um, like realistic, um, I don't know what the right wording is, but like realistic lifelike things that have an energy and whatever. And so Ashley is takes it to the next level and it's like, we have to push the boundaries of art. So let's go walk around into the field and discover the inanimate objects that have animation. And so she's like, look at this fire hydrant. Isn't it amazing? And Claudia's kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, look at that um, uh, stoplight. And she's like, yes, you should sculpt the stoplight. And Claudia's like, ugh. (laughs) And Claudia does this thing where, like, I very much remember from being in college and being in art classes as a kid. Also, we should preface this with I can't draw for shit. My creative talents lie in things that are of an audio photographic computer-based nature. (laughs) Sure. Um, so there are varying levels of what one can do in an art school. But I have been in those critiques where there are people describing things and everyone else is like, I don't I don't know it's, what you're talking about. And Claudia says this. She goes, oh, I yeah. have never said what so many times because you're just it's operating on a different level. And I think but when it's, it's somebody this young, she's earnestly like trying to get at something and she's earnestly trying to push push the boundaries of art. And I I in my <laughs> in my mind, it's like 
there's a reason why I was always drawn to Dada, Dadaism. Like, da, like, because it pretty much took everything that was artistic and went, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> sure. And then watched everybody else go like, yes, this urinal is fabulous. Yes. And like, <laughs> it's, I think also when it is, when it's expressed through a child, it's yes. it's a little bit, and I think we're in a really weird position here because one, it's an adult writing a character who's a child, but is expressing kind of more adult-like ideas because yes. it's like pushing it further because you want to make it almost a caricature to like really drive it home. Then we are reading it as an adult. So we have that extra like viewpoint of it. Um, so I feel like she's, she actually is that much more insufferable because mm -hmm. Anna Martin has jacked her up to an 11 so that kids get it. And then yes. as an adult, you're like, whoo. But at the same time, she's completely true to life. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I because we're also reading this as two people who in our professional lives deal with creative people on the regular. And I think both <laughs> in our personal childhood or young adult lives knew an Ashley or more than one Ashley. Like, yes. And so there's that like the, in suffer. And this is partly why I like dislike precocious children because they're insufferable, like insufferable children are the worst because yes. they don't have the self-awareness to understand they're not doing it on purpose. They're doing it because they've, this is what they think they should be doing or, you know, like they don't have that like self-awareness yet. And, oh God, I hate precocious children. I, I hate, yes. I, and I think, I think what I found most surprising, just not just, I know I'm skipping one of the questions. No, but let's do it. Is quite frankly, my own reaction to it and how I, it was just so irritating. Like, so, she was just so irritating. Yes. Like, I enjoyed the story. I think the story was great. I think it might have hit a little too close, close to, to home, home for me in certain ways, but I'm just like, come on. Like, I get it. There are a million ways to experience art, but, like, the Ashleys of the world are what make it inaccessible to so many people. Well, and I think that's what irritated me. And because imagine, there are so many adults like that, yes. too. And it's like, if, if yes. <laughs> I think, imagine, so Claudia already has this deep appreciation for art. Mm -hmm. And her appreciation and understanding of art is able to be shaken by Ashley. So right. if you have somebody that, like... If Ashley had bothered to talk to the rest of the Babysitter's Club, which she doesn't, she actively avoids them. She wants nothing to do with them. She doesn't even want to meet them. And physically pulls Claudia away every time Claudia tries to get her to interact with yes. them. Yes. But if she had 
like it, it it would have put them off even more like claudia at one point makes this point to them where she says where so they go through this whole thing obviously they all make up in the end and you know claudia and ashley kind of get into this little bit of a fight and claudia kind of realizes like hey this isn't the best yeah relationship and whatever and one of the points that claudia makes to the rest of the club is what she likes about ashley is that here's somebody who knows what she's talking about and who has told claudia that she's good and the rest of the team and i think it's stacy specifically team club whatever um <laughs> say like but we tell you you're good all the time like we think you're awesome. Yeah. And she's like, yes, but you don't know what you're talking about. She doesn't say those words, but she that's basically yeah. what she means. And that's valid. Like, but on the flip side, if Ashley, if any of those girls had gone to like an art show with Ashley and Ashley was like, well, you don't know what you're talking about. And I'm going to talk at this high level and blah, blah, blah. I guarantee you none of them would be like, oh, well, I don't get it, but I'm still really interested in art. Like, that's the stuff that pushes people away. Yeah. And, like, I, I was actually having this conversation with somebody at work the other day where, like, I went to school. i am been trained on how to critique artwork. I can. I have the vocabulary for it. Yet oftentimes when I encounter art that is really impactful to me, for some reason – the only things that come out of my mouth is, that's so cool. And but like, isn't that kind of nice? Because Yeah, that's no, it's totally, that's what I mean. I think that's nice. And I think that's part of why I get frustrated when people sometimes try to make a piece of art more than it is and deeper than yes. it is. Because not every work of art is necessarily deep. Sometimes it could just be cool. And, and even if it is deep, looking at it and going, it's so cool, is still valid. Yeah. So, and Ashley would not appreciate that. No. And I think that's kind of like Ashley's very cerebral about it and very like yeah. intellectual about it. And even though she, it seems like she's emotional about it, she's not really that emotional about it. No, she actually seems like she might grow up to be a psychopath. Yes. Yes. On that note, should we take a wee break and refresh? Yes. I have some other notes that are a little I, less Oh, there are so deep. many other things. Can I run oh, down the, my list? Sure. Can I say one other thing that's surprising now? How quickly, though, the other members of the Babysitter's Club, like, got real catty real fast, like... That was not surprising at all to me. I guess that's not, you're right. That wasn't surprising. That's how children act. That's how women act. That's how we all act. Men act that way too. We all write nasty notes and leave them in our friends' beds with pins. That was, that was so mean. The most she genius one was, we're going to write, we're going to leave this one blank and she's going to think that we wrote it in invisible ink. So basically, <laughs> Claudia, the other part of this is as they are, as Ashley's taking Claudia for walks in the field to learn about the art and whatever and find a muse and in the fire hydrant. Um, she misses multiple, like, she at misses least two. At least, like, 
I thought it was at least four meetings. There were a lot of babysitters club meetings. And so everybody's still meeting at her house because that's the phone number. So she misses meetings. Everyone's still meeting. They're getting pissed. They're writing passive aggressive notes in the... um, in the notebook where they generally are reviewing their jobs and stuff like that. And um, at one point, Claudius tells Stacy she can't go to the mall with her because um, she has to focus on her schoolwork. She needs to go to the library, which is absolutely true. And she is intends to do that. And then Ashley is like, oh, we should go learn about art and look at fire hydrants and blah, 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 blah. And Claudia's like, oh, okay, I can do that. And through various channels at the meeting stacy's like someone says oh she can't come to the meeting because she's with ashley and stacy is like um i'm sorry what she told me she couldn't go to the mall because she had to go to the library and so it becomes this thing which is absolutely valid but everyone just gets keeps getting like more and more angry so they decide one to eat all her junk food which they do and like rearrange Even Stacey. it. Like Stacy and Dawn. I think I think it was like Marianne was like, you can't eat half that. She's like, I can eat the pretzels. Like, I can have the pretzels. So she and Dawn <laughs> eat the pretzels and crackers, and then Dawn even eats three marshmallows. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you know it's serious when Dawn's eating you know, junk food. When Dawn's eating junk food, and like Christy's on a rampage, like, where are the Twinkies? Where are the MMs? So they go through, they like move the remaining things, then they write notes and leave them places for her to find, like under her pillow, they write like poems about bad friends. And then Christy is like, we're just going to make this, we're just going to rip off a piece of paper and we're going to leave it blank. And she's going to like really freak out because she's going to think we wrote it in invisible ink and she's not going to know what it says. I mean, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. It because was honestly, like, if I found a blank piece of paper after all of that, I would have been like, what? What is hap- What is What? Who is gaslighting me? So many things. So they. <laughs> it is a very like, it's a really good representation of like 13 year old friendship. And but it's also a good representation of any friendship. The difference is when you're an adult, you stop yourself from doing it. Right. Well, that's that's what I mean. Like, it's it's a really good representation of like if you're in this situation and you're 13, this is how you handle it. I mean, it's why I always joke that when people piss me off, I want to just put dog shit in their shoe. I don't do it, but I say it because it makes me feel better. So things that I wrote down. Go for it. Um. So, Christy, when. She's writing her passive aggressive notebook entry. Talks about like, you know, new kids and whatever. And she says something about someone who hangs out with someone who wears in all caps, bell bottom blue jeans. So I loved that Christy of all people is getting shady about other people's fashion. I know. I was like, girl. She knows girl. But that's like, that made me kind of laugh because I'm like, that means that Christy is not oblivious. No. And I think that goes back to like what we were talking about a few episodes ago where I was getting really irritated at everyone saying that like, 
Christy not dressing a certain way is a sure. sign of her immaturity. It's like, I don't think it is. I just, I think she knows what's in fashion. She just doesn't care what's in fashion. And actively <laughs> doesn't want to partake in that fashion. Right. Now, but I will she know say- she clearly knows what. You don't wear bell bottoms, although the funny thing about that is, but like seven years later, they were all the rage again. Yes, yes. <laughs> which just goes to show you. Because I distinctly remember in middle school being like really irritated that the bell bottoms didn't look good on me because I was short and have beefy thighs. That's not a really good way to describe my thighs, but I don't. No, I've I got don't, softball I, player thighs. I don't think it's, I would ever. I don't think I would describe any part of you as beefy. I think in my head I am. And then like people I know constantly remind me that I'm actually kind of a small person. If by (laughs) kind of a small person, you mean (laughs) half my size, then yes. I think it's just because I'm muscular that. Sure. You know. I do. Other 13 year old girls made me equate that as to something. It's true. Whatever you get told (laughs) when you are like. 11 to 14 whatever it's, that's just what you look that's like in your what head. you think forever <laughs> in your life that's what you are um also in my notes um i don't remember who said this but somebody wrote in uh they were referring to peter pan and someone wrote we're babysitters not magical flying boys <laughs> I do remember that. And it made me and laugh so hard. There was there were a lot of really, really Ashley good Wyeth being like annoying aside. Cause we haven't even talked about that the whole underlying thing too with this was uh Jackie Radowski and how Yes. He Which is clumsy. I realized we know that. The Radowskis are redheads too, so remember how we were on the cover art, we were like, must be a pike. Not a pike. Not a pike. Jackie. A Radowski. And Claudia ends up sculpting Jackie and Jackie's face because... He's so expressive. He's and so, so expressive. He's so... There's so much life within him. I don't know if they specifically said this, but in my head, he's got like a gap tooth. They did say that. Okay. That she loved his gap tooth smile. And that was part of the fight with Ashley that she was like, ugh, you're going to You're going to sculpt, sculpt that child? child? And I, and Which again, I'm like, it goes, fire hydrant or like child face. Child face is harder. <laughs> but I don't even think it's about what's harder. I think it's about, I, I think it just goes back to that conversation that art is so subjective, but there is a certain type of person that makes it more inaccessible for no reason. Yes. Because there's just as much beauty in a gap-tooth red-headed boy, probably more I would argue than in a that, fire hydrant. I would argue that if you, 99% of the people that walk into a gallery off the street and you're offered, you can either look at this fire hydrant or you can look at this adorable child, accident-prone child, most people are going to gravitate toward the child. The general public, yes, but this all goes back to fucking Marcel Duchamp and the urinal. Like, who wasn't meant stole to be that art. idea from a woman whose name yes, I can't remember did. because <laughs> because 
Art is sexist and we don't remember her name. <laughs> but you but that's that's the whole thing. This whole book is basically about we should just call it our mutt. Our mutt and Jackie Radowski going head to head. I mean Although I bet Marcel would probably be like, yeah, sculpt that sculpt that gap tube boy. I'm just gonna cut up some words, throw them in the air, and make a fucking poem. Which then also goes to Damien Hurst. Let's put a cow in formaldehyde. Formaldehyde. And call that art. Like, so many dudes who are like... They do shit that would, like, John Cage. Let me just write a a piece that's literally nothing. But tell you. It's something. And if you don't get it. If you don't get it, it's your fault. And what it is, really, the sounds of it is the environment fun fact that's one of the books on my bookshelf that i did not return to the scad library and where i may or may not have actually graduated college i have two thoughts thought one (laughs) i feel like the title of this episode is angry at art but we're not angry at art we just love it so much we don't like when people are dicks well that's too long Angry at, at yeah, we're, gonna, we're angry at the patriarchy and Ashley Wyeth. Fuck you, Ashley Wyeth. There's a title. <laughs> Fuck you, Ashley Wyeth. Um, okay, I'm gonna go down my list even more. Um, Keep going. I loved the fact that we got a very short cameo from Karen Brewer, always on brand. Where always, um, I think it's Claudia who calls Christy for reasons, but Karen she calls to apologize. Reasons, I'm talking <laughs> about Karen. Um, okay, I'm sorry. Karen answers the phone, and literally in the time that Karen answers the phone, and then Claudia's like, "I just need to talk to Christy." Um, Karen is like. Hi, hello. Let me tell you, there's big goings on here. Um, ben Brewer's ghost hypnotized Boo Boo. And Claudia's like, I know. I-, I just need to talk to Christy. And I love that Karen Brewer is on brand 100% of the time. Karen, she's a gem. I love her. Like, she's Ashley a- Wyeth could never. I would love, like, if I was writing Babysitter's fanfic. I would have Karen Brewer encounter Ashley Wyeth. My last note. Oh, last note. Go. Go. Is that, um, again, I'm pretty sure it's Christy because probably Christy um, in the book writes down a list of famous jerks. Benedict Arnold, (sighs) the Wicked Witch of the West, and Claudia Kishi. (laughs) It was a note. It was one of the notes. Oh, one of the notes hidden in. Yes. And now I want to use that as like my go-to insult. What was the second one? The Wicked Witch of the West. So we have Benedict Benedict Arnold, Arnold. the Wicked Witch of the West, and insert name here. So that (laughs) is going to be like, if I'm mad at someone, just be like, let me tell you about the list of famous jerks. It's Benedict Arnold, the Wicked Witch of the West, and you. I think that's fair. I enjoy these vespers. Yeah, this one's hitting me. 
Jesus, we did rant a lot about art. Did. I can't help it. I just get so mad at people. I get mad at people who, like, take... I get mad at people who are, like, proprietary about art. Who get, like, art... Not to like quote people, but like art is for the masses. Art is for everybody. And if you don't yes. understand a particular piece of art, that's okay. If you want to understand it, cool. There's a ton of people who will help you. I just, if you don't care and you just want to stare at a piece of art and you're like, that's cool too. Like, just art is awesome. Everybody should appreciate it. And it does not matter what form that art takes. That's the end of my list. I I think that's a good list. I think we hit on a lot of points. I think this episode did deviate into a lot about our feelings about art. Yeah, we did not hit the bullet points on our outline. It's fine. We're clearly very passionate about art. Clearly. Uh, I think to the point where sometimes... We're too passionate about it. I don't think you can be too passionate about art. I think you can be obnoxious, too obnoxious about art, but I don't think you can be too passionate about art. Do we need to do like a lightning round surprising expected hold up? Okay, we did, ex- we kind of did surprising. We did expect it because the expected was they turned into catty bees. Sure. And it did hold up because art and bitches. <laughs> There's your title. <laughs> so many title options tonight. I know. <laughs> Art and so bitches. Let's wildly speculate. Great. I don't know what the next title is. Oh Can you please tell me? Do I need to up. continue talking while you Google? The next one is goodbye, Stacy. Goodbye. Okay. I actually remember this. Well, clearly she goes back to New York. Which is annoying. Clearly (laughs) she comes back to Stony Brook. I don't think she comes back to Stony Brook, though, for like 10 books. Oh, okay. Because I think... I don't have an opinion on that. I think Stacy leaves, and I think that's how then Mallory joins the club. Mm. I think. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well... I remember I remember this book and I cuz I remember she left and I remember it really pissing me off as a kid that she left and like broke up the band. But we could wildly speculate that she they moved back to New York because her father got a new mission from the IRA. Duh. <laughs> so because cuz I think Despite the fact that we keep joking about the IRA, during the times that these books were written, the Good Friday Accords have not happened yet. Oh, absolutely not. Good Friday Accord <laughs> was 1998. Seven? Eight. Eight? Yep. So wildly speculating, I'm going to say, yes, Stacy is moving back to New York. Now, I don't know whether the whole family moves back or whether just the dad moves back because I think we know from the mysteries that they do divorce. They do, but I don't think they've gotten divorced yet. I feel like this is like a last ditch effort to try to make to the save marriage the marriage. Work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think what's going to happen in my wildly speculating goggles, mm-hmm. I think that life has gotten too comfortable in Stony Brook. Mm-hmm. 
And Mr. McGill has gotten a little too comfortable in the suburban life. And an Englishman moves in next door. Uh huh. They know where to find him. Because you can only hide so much in Stony Brook. That could be like the tagline to one of the sequels of a movie that. Because in our fanfic, (laughs) the McGills are clearly part of the IRA. Duh. I mean, that is canon that we have already established. So basically, the McGills and the Preziosos are Tony Soprano's best friend. Yeah. So the McGills moved to Stony Brook because things were getting a little hot in New York. And they thought, this will be great. We'll move to the suburbs. It'll be fine. And then suddenly, Mrs. McGill's been flashing the Amex around a couple times. They did not think to change the names. Like, they're like, eh, whatever. They've been spending. They've been doing whatever. Mr. McGill's going on overseas trips, Mm -hmm, aka mm -hmm. assassinations. And then... Oh, he's an assassin. I've just decided this. Apparently, yes. Because I thought he was a gun runner. Well, sometimes those two things overlap. Maybe he's not a professional assassin, but he has encountered situations where he sometimes has to take people out because they haven't, you know, agreed to the agreement. Okay. (laughs) Continue. So... You're doing your best Karen Brewer here. (laughs) And then the ghost of Ben Brewer. Um, So they're living their suburban life. Mrs. McGill's really happy. Mm -hmm. Stacy's diabetes is under control. They can go into New York for like doctor's appointments for (gasps) Stacy, which is totally cover. I mean, it's actually doctor's appointment, but it's also cover. And like, if you have diabetes, can you drink alcohol? I think we've answered this before. I don't think we have. Piper doesn't <laughs> think so. She's sad about it. I don't know what her deal is. Any hoodle, Mr. McGill's gotten way too comfortable. He's gained about 20 pounds because he's eaten well. He's not like, he can't run away from people that he needs to run away from. He's just looking a little fat and happy. And the higher ups are like, I don't know. We got to figure this out. Yeah. And (laughs) basically, what's his name? Uh, Jerry Adams. Jerry Adams. (laughs) Jerry Adams is like, I don't know. You look too comfortable. I got to We got to get you back on the city life. And so Mr. McGill's like, sorry, guys, we got to go. We gotta go. Jerry needs me. Jerry needs me. So that's her wild speculation. (laughs) And uh, we'll see you next time. Well, next time will be an extra. If you you have any any requests, let us know. (laughs)